sorry to disappoint you. Mr. Draper is not with us today. He's on his way to Denver with the Kings. Kings and Nuggets tomorrow, so Drapes will be with us tomorrow from Denver. So, Kevin Whitey Gleason and uh, Jay Johnson today. And Jay, I have a question for you. Why? Do you have any idea why last night? Why, why, why were there so many Miami Heat fans at the Golden One Center? Uh, I would say... I have a theory, but I don't know 100% why. I was yes. sitting next to Chris Verlaud, and Chris Verlaud was sitting next to Simone. And I know Chris Verlaud was saying, at one point we said something about Jaime Jaquez, and he said, oh, that's, you know, he's very popular. With There's a lot of Hispanic basketball fans are flocking to the arena to see Jaime Jaquez. Are they? I don't, I don't know. I haven't that's heard one that. explanation. Yeah. But there were a lot of heat jerseys that were, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler and somebody was wearing one of those. You know the Heat jerseys from a couple years ago? It's like a serial killer did it where they're like all the different lo- colors and letters. Kind of like and the Maryland Terrapins thing. I, I kind of remember that. And the numbers few years are different ago. fonts. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Anyway, so Swatches. and then I could swear at the end of the game, we heard Heat fans with a very sarcastic light the beam. So there was a lot of them in the place last night, and I don't know why. Well, the, the Miami Heat, I did see this on via Twitter. The Miami Heat had. Jaime Jaquez pulled the plug on the bean, like, and they posted it on their, oh. you know, their Twitter, uh, their their Twitter uh, site. And so, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's a play on, you know, as they say, a play on words. It's a play on movement because, like, the beam is probably one of the hottest things that's going on in the NBA when it comes to fandom uh, and other, entertainment. Other teams and, don't like that. Do yeah, they, they don't. And yeah. and normally when. You, we've heard, we've even heard players kind of respond to yeah. it. They won't be lighting the beam tonight, you right, know, like when right. people win it. And so I can see how it is. But you want me to give you my theory why I thought the Heat had a lot of fans? Or, I do, because uh, yeah. I, honestly, I, I'm at a loss. LeBron. Really? B-Way. The, the Heatles. Uh, he turned Miami, and this is something that I thought was interesting when you're talking to Jason Jackson and, and Eric Reed yesterday, you and Drapes. Miami, you, you guys alluded to this a few times. Miami is a very well-run organization. But when LeBron came to Miami, it put him on a whole nother level. And you guys have had this conversation. It has made people's careers in the media. And I think it also expanded the fandom of Miami to a, a, a far greater reach. And, you know, Miami has kind of become – and especially, and, and they've done a great job of, you know, extending that, but over the last couple of years, making it to the finals and making runs and finishing eighth. And as you guys talked about yesterday, almost lost in the playing and then make it to the finals almost. And, you know, so uh, they've been in the finals a couple of times, the pandemic year, the bubble, of course. I just think they've, when LeBron and D-Wade and and, and uh, Chris Bosh became the Heatles, I think they just expanded their fandom. And now, you you know, they're one of their teams where you just see a bunch of people, you mm. know? Yeah. By the way, you mentioned the chats we had yesterday with, among others, Eric Reed, And I had made a joke with them yesterday about, oh, if DeMar DeRozan's daughter comes to another game, you guys don't uh, get out of the play And he looked at me, and I thought I offended him. And after, last night, uh, I actually went up to him and apologized to him. And he said, no, no. He said, I forgot about that. I just didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. It was fun. He, he was very complimentary. And. He had a good time and everything. So, anyway, because he gave me that look, and it was like, oh, man, that did not work, which is on me. But anyway, okay, man. interesting theory you have. You you may be right. We talked yesterday about the fact that 
you look at the four teams that entered the league about the same time. This is a long time ago, I know, but you had Charlotte and you had Minnesota, Orlando, and the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. They all entered about the same time. In two years like of each 1990, other. Like 1990, yeah. 88-90. And right now, there's no question, the other teams are still trying to find their way, um, and the Heat are one of the premier franchises in in the NBA. Absolutely. And, you know, Pat Riley, and you have to have good, air, you know, the Arison family, they have been fantastic from Papa Harrison to, you know, the 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 son and grandson. Yeah. And, and they're in the um, finals last year, know, as you man. said, a couple years ago. They're yeah. on TV all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's a big brand. Yeah, it is. It, it, it Once LeBron chose to go to Miami, it just took it to another level. And you know how it goes, Whitey, is sometimes, you know, the greatness of a player or players or an event or something that happens in, you know, sports can cause a lot of people who aren't, quote unquote, you know, huge fans of some of a sport. And you can't tell me people didn't start tuning into Miami and, you know, mine became a destination and a place to be when it when it became yeah. basketball, when LeBron went there. And you know how it goes. Once you kind of get into sports, if you start with that team nine times out of ten, most people end with that team. And so it's like, hey, yeah, we understand LeBron's not there no more and Wade is retired and Bosh is retired, but I'm still a Heat. You know, I'm still a Heat fan. Yeah, you're probably right. I remember a couple years ago, Arco 2, before they went moved into the Golden 1, and this is when the Kings were really struggling, and they were playing um, the Thunder. And I remember noticing, why are there so many Thunder jerseys here? And it was the same thing. as the Thunder, that brand was really popular at the time because of KD and Westbrook. Mm. And the Heat, obviously, that's even a bigger brand. So on the chat here, thanks for being with us today. And as always, appreciate your participation Brandon Dietzman says, I was surrounded by Heat fans last night. Yeah, the place was crawling with Heat fans, which didn't make it any easier to tolerate when Miami came here, Jay. And this is what I've been avoiding, having to talk about the fact that the Heat, they they took the Kings' lunch money last night. The, the Kings are supposed to win that game. Yeah, I, and you know. What happened? I didn't jump in too much yesterday because I thought you and Drapes had a, a good conversation going on. But I will say this, and this is a, you know, I, I – I don't want Jay to always have to be the bearer of bad news on the drive, guys. But I, I said it yesterday. This is the type of game that you just kind of expect the Kings to lose. And unfortunately, it went, it happened that way. But um, this is that type of roller. And I saw you, you know, say something about being a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, and I won't take your thunder. But speaking of the thunder, but I, I do think that it is. Uh, we've come to. Understand that this Kings team, 2023-2024 Kings, you know, whoever you want to call them roster, they're just up and down, man. And the games that you believe, like, ah, they're probably not going to go to Minnesota and get that victory when Minnesota's hot. Well, look what happened. And then it's like, you know what? They'll beat Detroit Pistons without Kay Cunningham. And then you're like, oh, okay. And they'll beat Charlotte Hornets without LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, who I don't think played that day. And then they lost as well, you know. I mean, we could talk about 76ers without Embiid. You're right. another bad one. Yeah. How about the Houston Rockets? I mean, debacle in Houston for those couple days. This team is just, they're up and down. They really are. It's a joke. Except that it's it's real. It's a <laughs> yeah. joke because I was talking to somebody Sunday, uh, and they were saying somebody you know knows a thing or two about all this, and they were saying I think the Kings are in trouble tonight against the Clippers. And I said, yeah, that you know I was jo- that's why they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. And then yesterday's like, well, we know they're going to beat the Heat. Well, you know the Kings have problems when teams are shorthanded. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that's all done now. And then, bam, Please. we get slapped yeah. right in the face once again. The Paul, you know, the Paul George, and again, I didn't do a great job of, of jumping in on the show over the last couple of days, but I do think the Paul George not being there, for for whatever reason, to me, gave an ample opportunity for the Kings to get the victory, and they did. Uh-huh. You know? I just don't believe in the, as much as the Clippers have firepower on paper, I need to see them when it when it matters. And to me, when it matters is I think they've already positioned themselves into the you know where they want to be, which is comfortably in the top six, and mm-hmm. they're at the four. And you guys talked about you and know, Draper talked about could the Kings catch them at four? Let's just be honest, no, they can't. Yeah, and we, I think you're right. we need to come to grips with that. Like <laughs> they right. cannot. The Kings are capable of rattling off five and then losing to the Charlotte Hornets at home without LaMelo Ball. And then they're capable of losing five games in a row and then going to Denver and defeating the world champs. It's just who they are right now. You're you're right. I was looking at the standings today and I had that thought. I was like, did I even suggest yesterday that this team could catch the Clippers, but that's the hard part about this. When they win and they'd been playing so well, they played well at Denver. They take the break. They beat the Spurs. They beat the Clippers. And you allow yourself to think, yes, maybe it is coming together. Maybe all the ups and downs of the first part of the season, those were necessary growing pains. And now here they are ready to play their best basketball. Then you have a game like last night and I don't know about anybody else, but I'm back to sitting here going, well, I mean, you know, maybe this is just the nature of this team, and they just—they aren't gonna—they're just not really uh, gonna get as far as we hoped. The thing that I was saying about roller coasters, you know, it's up and down. But the worst thing about a roller coaster, at least in terms of an analogy to a sports team, is that the roller coaster doesn't go anywhere. You end up right where you started, right? Mm. You go up, you go down, ah, you end up okay. And right you know, that's the fear with the Kings. If we go through this season and end up all right, rides over, and end up right where they got on the ride at the beginning of the year, that would be a little discouraging. But is it, though? And I think this is this if is the conversation. you don't improve at all, if you're well, right back where you started. But see, and I think this is what Drapes, and, you know, unfortunately Drapes isn't here to speak about it. I'm going to shoot Drapes a text to see if we can catch him on the back end when he lands. Yeah, you know, because I uh, think the they're Denver. just taking off. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And believe me, we've both been there. When you travel with teams, 2 o'clock means 2.45. It just, <laughs> it's that part. It's that way. Um, unless you're the Houston Rockets, it could mean tomorrow if you're James Harden, right? That's right. But I think, you know, we have to become truth sayers. And as much as you want to be a fan and as much as you want to believe in your squad, as much as you want to see your squad prevail and do well, I think you're spot on, Whitey. Is We're coming down to the point where it's not like we have 50 games left. We've seen most of this already play out. This song is on the back end, right? Like, we're getting ready to end it. This is where, you know, the artist is getting ready to draw high, highs and low lows. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not... We're not, you know, hitting the first bridge. And so we have to we have to come to grips with this is what this team is. There were 27, 20, 26 games left, something around there, right? Where we've seen this story. We've read this story enough to know. And I thought you were spot on. I think we're at the point where highs, lows, but the Kings are probably just gonna come right in where we expect is, which is probably gonna be five, six, seven. Make the playoffs, make the play-in, and why if, and and this is where I I guess I set it up to say this, two years ago, a year and a half ago, if they did not do what they did last year, which we can all agree at this point, right, they overshot, they exceeded expectations. I get it. They did not belong at the third seed last year. It worked out perfect. 
we have to agree. Domas got hurt and still continued to play. Mm-hmm. Now we got Trey Lyles hurt. We got people like it's so many different moving parts. This is more of a reality of a, a season, and we have to take that into consideration. And if they finish sixth and they well, make the playoff again, tremendous. There it is. Yeah. Uh, it's still not that clear to me. I understand what you're saying, but a great win in L.A., a bad loss back home. Which team is the real Kings team? 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Could the answer be both? That's next as the Drive Guys roll on here. We're right back on Sackdown Sport. Okay, that's an issue. It's the Drive Guys here. Drapes is on his way to Denver with the team. Hopefully he'll be joining us. Uh, later in the show, he certainly will be back with us tomorrow as we get ready tomorrow for the Kings and the Nuggets. But uh, so it's Whitey and, and Jay. We'll get to the phones in just a moment here. All this talk of, uh, you know, well, effort's something we can control. There's a strong implication there that well, the Kings aren't given the effort. Isn't that a huge problem, Jay? Is there something I'm missing? I mean, if you got players saying we just have to give more effort, that's. That's unacceptable, isn't it? Unless unless that's not really what they mean. If you got players going, yeah, we're not giving enough effort every now. We have to give more effort. Mm. That should be totally unacceptable. Yeah, it is. And it, it's it's tough because, Whitey, we all know we don't all wake up every single day and feel the same. Right. And, of course, as you know, one of the things I'm learning as you start to get a little older, yeah, uh-huh. everything's not as quick and, <laughs> quick as fast as you want it to be. And so – one thing I, I can understand is sometimes we lose the element of, you know, cats being human beings, and every day is not the same. It's not repeating, you know, rinse and repeat, but I get what you're saying, man. It Like, the la- the very first thing you should give, no matter what, is effort. Right. Totally get it. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to, you know, wiggle out of that. I'm just saying there are times where, you know, sometimes – 97% isn't 100. Sometimes 50 isn't 97%. And so I understand what you're saying, though. I think sometimes it's easier for a player to say, we have to give more effort that's within our control yes. than it is to say, we're not as good as other teams. Agreed. You know? It's almost like coach speak. It's yes. almost, you yeah. know, just f- fodder. Yeah, I agree. Right. It's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you go up to the podium and you're getting flambasted. Well, we don't flambaste here in Sacramento. We could do a better job. But you, you're getting, <laughs> you know, peppered with questions. And, uh, you know, you have a few different answers, and you're like, you know what? You're just kind of saying some things to get off that podium sometimes. Yeah, right. And then, you know, vice versa. Sometimes we get the real, too. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, you kind of get both of them, which is kind of what we're getting from the Kings right now. 339-1140, So which team is the real Kings team? Let's talk to Mitch. Mitch, you're on with the Drive Guys. How are you, Mitch? How you guys doing, Chris? Uh, Drake and um – I'm sorry, Whitey. Yeah. Excuse me. Just That's all right. Just get yeah. out of work. Yeah. Can you hear me? All right. Um, I was disappointed. Uh-huh. I think it was lack of hustle last night. And uh, Sabonis, he's he's a walking triple-double, but he's not got the MVP if we don't finish in the top four. Hmm. I know you told me that, but I, I'm telling you, he's a triple-double machine, and like the, the last three years, getting these triple-doubles helped um, the player get the MVP. So why not us? I hope he gets the MVP. We got to play better. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, appreciate that. Thanks for hanging on. Um, he ain't going to be the MVP. I think we all know that, right? Uh, we talked to, again, yeah. this is like the third time we've referenced the fact that we talked to the Heat announcers yesterday. I bring this up again because Eric Reed, who's been with the Heat forever, he said, I think Sabonis is an MVP candidate. He is. And he'll get votes. He's yeah. not going to win. 
Um, but I don't know, you know, I understand Mitch's point. Well, the Kings have to play better to support Domas. You know, but it's all, it's not like poor Domas is out there on an island and no one else is trying. This team is just so flawed at times. But then the night before in L.A., it's like, man, they're cooking. So are both of them the real Kings, Jay? Is that it? Yes. Both teams are the, okay. Absolutely. It's Two-Face, baby. Go Marvel style. This is, you know, I mean, they are. And what I can't seem to understand is why it's frustrating. And that's this much I know. It's frustrating, which causes fans and onlookers and guys like us in the media who have to talk about it. It frustrates us because we we see the potential. We see what they because can it's be. it's inconsistent. Correct. But also, there has to become a time, Whitey, and I, I've been saying this. We just have to take for what it is face value. Like, as much as I want to believe in what the Kings can be and what they've shown and what they, you know, they've shown at certain times, I've also believe the same thing, the opposite. Like, I believe they they can be a bottom type, top 10, a, you know, a play-in type team because they've shown me that. You don't lose to the Hornets at home without LaMelo. You don't lose last night with, with the Heat missing. Don't forget you know, the Jimmy Detroit Butler. game. You don't, yes. You don't go to Houston and don't even come out with a split. You don't do that. You don't go and lose a Philadelphia without Embiid. It just doesn't work that way if you want to be a top 10. Why is it it that the Kings keep losing games that we think they should win? Is it because of us? Is it we don't quite understand? Mm, You think they should win this game, but you don't understand it's not that easy. Is it them? They just fail to play up to the competition sometimes? How does it keep happening over and over? I know um, one of the games they had, they came back home and they were supposed to, I think it was the Detroit game. And I was talking to the G man, mm-hmm. you know, he thought they'd win, but he said, you know, um, he said, I knew that was going to be a tougher game than people thought. Cause you're coming home, mm-hmm. but you've been on the road and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like another uh, road game. And he, I, I, he didn't say, I knew the, Kings are going to lose, but he said some of these games are tougher than than people think. So is, is that part of it? Are we just assuming some of these games like last night? Ah, the Kings will have no problem. Are we just wrong to look at it that way? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say yes because who am I to try to tell somebody how to fan? You know, and, and what you expect and the expectations. I think we should all have high expectations. I just think. You know, some of us have to come to grips that just what you said, and I think you hit the nail on the head, is this team is flawed. And I think we've known that with the understanding of that's why we were clamoring, and this is something that I I definitely want to push the narrative a little more today. We knew this team needed help. We knew this team needed some assistance. We knew this team needed a shot in the arm, and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. They didn't pursue, you know, let me say this. I know they made the phone calls. I know they tried to get better, but the execution of getting better didn't happen. And the fact that it didn't happen also told me that, look, we tried, maybe not hard enough, maybe not to the expectations of everybody, Whitey, but I also think we knew going into this, for what the expectations of just what you said and what a lot of Kings fans have set this year is to be better, grow on the number three seed last year, move forward, get out the first round, you know, beat beat a, 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 a historical franchise like the Warriors or the Lakers or something like that, which you're probably going to have to do coming up here very soon in the playoffs. The fact of the matter is nothing was done. 
So we have to understand nothing was done. Expectations, knowing that nothing was done, this team was flawed. Let's be real with ourselves. Yeah. It's time to be real. Yeah, I, I'm trying to be real, but I'm having a hard time uh, understanding where I am. For example, yesterday at the arena, I know Madonna had just been there and Kevin Love was going off. So I'm like, what the hell year is it? You know, is it 2008 again or something? What is going on? Right. Yeah. And they just, uh, they got worked by the likes of Kevin Love and uh, Jaime Hawkes Jr. Of right. Bam. Uh, and it's interesting, too. We'll talk more about this. After the game. What year is this? <laughs> I didn't know. Like, that's Kevin Love, right? Right. What is he doing? Yeah. Um, Mike Brown after the game. And I think I think all the players did this to a degree. But Mike Brown was asked, you know, what about this trend losing these games? And he's like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. I don't think it's really – if there's a trend, it's this. But I don't think it's really a trend. And that was interesting too, Jay, because we all see it. And yeah. the coach of the team's like, mm, not really. Yeah, he's in it though. You know, he, yeah. he's on a day-to-day situation. Oh, I understand. He, he's yeah. got his reasons to yeah, Absolutely. Say it. I get it. You know, yeah. I mean, we're, we're the same people who've just been talking about how the coaches couldn't get it right for uh, electing Domas, you know? Yes. As far yes. as All-Star and, and so many different types of awards. So, hey, listen, our coach is no different. You know, the one thing as a fan base and as a fan and part of your fandom is, you know, you sometimes you just got to come to grips with certain realities. And a lot of times we don't do that. And don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm a, I'm part of that too. As I, you know, I I fan out for certain things too. And we seem to root for just as we're supposed to. You know, for for the unbelievable sometime as a fan. You know, mm-hmm. and it happens. Yeah. Those are great upsets. Those are things. But I I'll be damn whitey if I didn't think this team was already flawed. Now I, I would be remiss if I didn't come on air and continue to say, listen, this team is just what you said. I thought you hit it perfectly. This is a roller coaster type team. They're gonna, they're gonna be some wins. Like, man, come on, you know, and it's gonna yeah. turn everybody up. And there's, as we've seen, more than a handful, seven, eight type of losses where we just can't even figure out what's going on. Yeah, what's happening. Yeah. And if that's the case, all I can do is take what's been given to me. And as much as I want to hope and pray and wish and you know carry the, the rabbit's foot in my pocket and throw the octopus down on the floor like a hockey game, I get whatever you want to do. The fact of the matter is this team has lost to the Hornets and the Pistons and, you know, the Rockets twice and Portland. Yeah, I forgot about Portland, you know. So that's part of it. We, You know, this team is flawed. Yeah. Uh, But they're good. They're also good. Yes. Expectations have a lot to do with it. I know that we every time we have this conversation, which unfortunately we've had often because the Kings have lost so many of these games, but expectations come up. And I was just mentioning on the crossover – in a lot of ways, this season reminds me of the 2000 season. And I know we're going back a ways, uh, but what happened there was 1999. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin Love. <laughs> uh, 1999, you had the lockout, and then they traded for – they got Weber, and then Adelman became the coach, and they brought in Vlade. They drafted J. Will, and the team was playing all right. And then late in the year, and it was a short year, 50-game 50, 50 season – they went on a run, mm-hmm. and they got in the playoffs, and they almost beat Utah in the mm-hmm. first round. Yeah, And people were like, this is great. And I remember before the next season started, people saying, this is a 50-win team. Expectations. They won 44. Right. They got knocked out in the first round. round and it was like, right. what happened? Then in the next year, they finally actually broke through and won a playoff series, and then they got knocked out by the Lakers. Lakers yeah. Then the year after that was the when they had situation. Yeah, when the uh, yeah. NBA decided, yeah, 
Yeah, we don't want the Kings to win a championship. Or whatever. Whatever right, happened. Yeah, yeah, I like where yeah, you're going yeah. there. Yeah. But my point is this year is so much like that 2000 season where expectations were like this, mm. and the team just wasn't there yet. I like just that. I like the uh, the analogy. I like the comparison. I think you're spot on. But and that team was better than this team, too. Very true. That's the scary part. Very true. I, I understand that. But also, this team is good. Yeah. This team is good enough to be in the postseason. This team is good enough to be in a play-in. This team is good enough to win a series in the playoffs. Now, if two, it just depends on who they, for me, who they match up again against, hopefully, in the second round. But that's the great – and let, let me bring it all back as a fan of this, Whitey, is as much as we can be down sometimes, I think one of the great things that Drapes always talks about is we're only a year and a half, almost two years into this. Yeah. Just a year and a half ago, we meant if this city, just like we saw last year, was on fire. It was on fire. So the fact that we're even That's in true. this every single day from moving up to the fifth spot, down to the eighth spot, right. up to the fourth, like this is great. This is great. And I understand it. Look, I know some fans don't want to hear that, but guess what? You could be number 10. I mean, you could be number 12. Right. You could be to the point where right now, this time of year, it'd be like, yeah. Who cares? You're looking for Do the next win? draft pick. I hope they lose so that, yeah, they'll have a better shot at drafting somebody who's going to be a terrible disappointment to us all. Very we true. don't have to do that now. Yes. So that's true. When we come back here, if the Kings are going to be as good as they can be, this King needs to be better next year. It's Jay and Whitey today. Thanks. For- happens every year about this time. Actually, it happens a little earlier now than it used to. When you're a sports fan and you transition from basketball Fast pace up and down, and then baseball comes on TV again, and it's kind of, and, you know, there used to be a time when spring training games were rarely on, and now spring training games are on all the time. So we start making that adjustment a little earlier. Do you, I know Jay played, as, as you may have heard, Jay played, like he played college baseball. He's a real baseball player. Do you have that experience, Jay, where you're, you've been watching basketball, and then baseball comes on, and it's like, I got to gear back. I got to yeah, gear down a little bit. A little bit. I, I I mean, to be quite honest, though, Whitey, with baseball, man, and, and really for basketball for me, too, I don't really start to, you know, really dive deep and dig into it until a little later in the season. Like, I'm watching it, of course, because it's my job and doing the research and reading all the articles and everything else. But as far as just really dialed into it, mm-hmm. you know, call me a little later in the season. Hit me in July, you know, yeah. and so – I get what you're saying, but me personally, just speaking for myself, nah, not really. Yeah. Well, yeah. basketball-wise, I mean, we're getting to that point. Yeah, that oh, we're, we're talking there. About. No, not getting. I think we're there, and I think that's part of the reason why you got people so fired up, you know? <laughs> I, I think – I mean, and, and honestly, the Kings should be there. Like, and that, right. this, this is part of the expectation situation. Right. It's the push now. Like, there's no off nights. There's no off days. Right. There's no opportunity to take a step back, relax. and Like, nah, you had that last week, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, whatever it was. That was your time to go, you know, hit hit the beach and put your feet up and drink the Mai Tais and all that type of stuff. Like, now it's go time. It's, it, we're, it's time to move forward. You're absolutely right. You look at the standings and every game is truly crucial right now. Any one game could be the difference between the play-in or being in the playoffs. Fans know that. Players talk about it. Oh, these are big games. So then when you have a game like last night and the Kings are home against a severely short-handed team yep. and that team blows your doors off in your own gym, then after the game, you got players saying, well, 
we got to control our effort. Problem. That is unacceptable. It's a problem. It'll drive you crazy it, it as a, a fan. Problem. Yeah. But, you know, this is the thing, and this is why I'm trying to set the bases, Whitey, for my – and I'm giving just my opinion, of course. This is what I'm paid to do. A whole 100% understand that. If you would – like, this is my thing. I, there's a difference between being stupid and being ignorant, right? That's what I learned. If you're stupid, I'm too stupid or ignorant to know the difference. Well, okay. okay, let me try to bust it down for you. If you're stupid, that means you know the problem and you continue to do it. You continue to put yourself in those positions, and you know you continuously oh, there becomes okay. a problem. When you're ignorant, you don't know any no, better. You know. You've never been taught. It's but never it's been something that's bliss. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So if what you're saying to me, and this is what I continue to say to Kings fans, if you would have told me this, the Hornet game, you know. 30 games ago, okay, I expect more. I'm tired of hearing about the situation of putting effort in. I'm tired of hearing about the defensive lapses. I'm tired of hearing about, you know, why they couldn't get it done against shorthanded teams. Okay, we got 27, 26 games, right, because they played two already. So 26 games left in the season, and we're talking about it's go time, and you're still having conversations of we're not putting effort in? then guess what, Whitey? I'm not stupid enough to keep saying this team could be better. They can't. They can't. Like, let's get real. They, they are flawed. They They're not be as good as what we think they are. I'm not going to keep continuing to fool myself I think to it's keep saying that. games now, by the way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we played three games already? Uh, well, they're gracious. 33 and 24, so seven, and yeah. Okay, carry yeah. to one. Yeah. Subtract. But that's my thing is. Yes. They are not. So let's stop putting ourselves in, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they lost to the Miami Heat shorthanded without Jimmy Butler. Can you believe that? You I can't. Can. I can. You know why? Because guess what? Prior to that, there were people saying, I mean, you know, this looked like a trap game. This is something we this we've seen this story again. We've seen this chapter in this book. So guess what? If people were calling it out and we were the same people doing it, but of course we wanted to believe our expectations were higher. We want to fool ourselves. We want to continue to be stupid about the situation. Then I mean, what are we doing here today? But then the other thing is. When, as we said, and we'll hear more about it, when they lose a game like that and people are asking the coach repeatedly and the players, um, you know, there's kind of a trend. Uh, what do you have to say about the fact that this keeps happening? And then what you get is, no, I, I don't, I don't, right. <laughs> I don't see that. What, we clearly you do. I know. I, like, hello. But this is, this it's is almost like you're insulting my intelligence. I get you, but guess what? I also said in the second second or second segment or whatever I said, and this not calling out anybody. Sacramento is great in what we do, and that's why people love to come here and play and all that type of sure. stuff. Sure, but I also say sometimes we don't pepper the, we don't we don't put the pepper spray in the air as well, you know, and what we well, you're do. You're right. You're right. And I mean, look, who am I to say that? Because I don't go to the media post scrums and all that. That's just not my flavor. I do, I did that when I was covering other sports and stuff. I'm I like to just enjoy it, you know, as a fan, more or less, you know. And I'm not paid to be a beat writer. I'm not paid to do those things anymore. And so I'm not saying I can't because I can. So with that being said is I also come into it with the expectations, knowing sometimes some of these things are going to be peppered. 
You yeah. know, like some of these things probably do need to be peppered a little more. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get some different answers or maybe we'll have, some, you know, some better understanding of some of the questions or that fans right. seem to still have. Yeah. You're saying, hey, softball questions are one thing. Yes. But Nerf darts is yes, like, that's that, just yeah. not going to get. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, can we at least shoot up some paint guns, you know, paint gun joints, <laughs> some, some BBs or whatever. And I mean, yeah. look, I and, mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I go in there, too. That's, that's all me, too. Yeah, yeah. well, not necessarily because, again, Whitey. That's not what you're technically paid for. Hmm. And we have to be. Well, that, yeah. We got to come to grips in Sacramento sometimes, man. Well, I think we this do. is one thing we need to come to grips with, real quick here. Uh, honestly, if the Kings are going to be as good as they can be, as I said, this King needs to be better. And he's their best player and he's phenomenal. De'Aaron Fox needs to be better. De'Aaron Fox, is he hurt? Maybe he's still hurt. His last five games on three pointers, he's shooting 10 for 34. Okay, that's not good. And, you know, beginning of the year, he was lights out from three. These things happen. I, I, I don't question his desire. He wants to play well. He wants to win. Uh, let's see. The last five games, he's got 20 turnovers, seven last night. So the Kings, as I think that's one of the things we've agreed on here. They're not the deepest team. They don't have the most talented roster. When you don't, then your best players have to be really good. Can we agree on that, Jay? Yes, 100%. Maybe that's not fair, but that's yeah. the way it is. And Mike Brown has Absolutely said. Absolutely it is. Talked about Domas and Fox. He said, that's what they're here to do. Uh, yeah. That we need them to they Absolutely. know that. We need them to do that every night. So when Fox is struggling like that, it's a problem for the team going forward. He's Definitely. got to be better for them to come close to um, reaching their potential. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, Whitey, and I mean – you know, when you choose to play in the big boy game, you 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 have to take what comes with it as well. You know, and so listen, no one is a uh, no one is above and beyond reproach. And I I get what you're saying, and I think a lot of fans also agree. You know, to uh, it's it, it is it, it is expected to be more yeah. sometimes is from fair? your it's stars. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's fair. It That's doesn't matter, it right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, another night, another NBA officiating debacle, and it's interesting here. Kings lose, and uh, we've got a lot of criticism of Coach Brown. Of course, I is, see it. Boy, the text yeah. line things—they lighten up some yes, things. Yes, they huh? are. We'll dive into that. We come right back with that and more. Drive guys on Sackdown Sports. Anytime you have a new coach or a new player in town, player plays well or the coach does well, you know, there's a honeymoon period. And certainly Mike Brown and these Kings, it's currently constructed, they they were entitled to a honeymoon period. I don't know if it's ending. You know, inevitably it's going to end. Inevitably, pardon me, no matter what. But it just seems like a lot of people now. I'm surprised by how many people are going after Coach Brown. Um I'm not going after Coach Brown. And obviously, your opinion is your own. You're welcome to it. And we could talk about anything here. I was uh, on the Warriors flagship where people just go after Steve Kerr. You know, he'd win all these championships. And then people still, oh, yeah, but he doesn't know what he's doing. I know we talked about Coach uh, Shanahan here a lot. There's a lot of people that can't stand Coach Shanahan. He hasn't won anything yet. I get that. Hasn't won a championship. But, you know, he's done a really good job. So, Jay, it's just natural. I understand that when things aren't going well and people, as fans, we look for reasons and people are going to look at the guy making the decisions. I will talk about it today. Just to be clear, I am not in any way, shape, or form dissatisfied with Mike Brown. I'm not saying he's perfect. Maybe there's some things he, he admitted last night. He said, yeah, I probably should have gone to uh, our zone sooner. But we'll talk about it. But I just want to make it clear, I'm not one of those people jumping in on, yeah, what's Mike Brown doing? I'm not one of those guys. I think he's doing a good job. <laughs> 
so I guess my question to you is, are you saying because of some of the, the chatter and the noise that you're hearing and is that like the reaction to what you're trying, what you're saying? No, I'm just because we'll be talking yeah. about it, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people with strong opinions. Got you. And before we dive into it, and again, like I say, we welcome it. That's your mm-hmm. opinion. Absolutely. I just want to be clear. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't feel that way. But yeah, sure. We can talk about it here. For example, putting your on, stance on it. Yeah, I got on, you on the text line uh, 1140. Why do you keep rationalizing the king's issues? Try telling the truth. They are the same team as last year, while most of their competitors in the uh, West, and then I'm sorry, I lost the thread there. West, oh, there we go, have upgraded. The Kings will be lucky to get in the play-in this year and most likely one and done without more strength under the boards. Well, I, I don't, I think we have been telling the truth. I, we've pointed out many times that, boy, it would have been nice if they'd have done something at the deadline. Yeah. And as far as For rationalizing, sure. I mean, I'm, we're, I'm just trying to figure out why isn't this team better? But you're right. I mean, it's very frustrating right now. And they, if last year they were ahead of schedule, then the they schedule were. they set, right now they're behind that schedule. Yeah, I mean, and and, and that's kind of being utilizing the word rationalizing the situation. This team exceeded expectations last year. They had a very good year, and a lot of things went their way. This year, it, you know, it hasn't been catastrophic, but there's been some things that haven't went their way. And the other part about it is, and we've we've heard from numerous analysts and you know different people who've joined the show through our national you know uh, drums and everything mm-hmm. else is listen. This team ain't catching nobody by surprise no more. You know, people are gearing up. There, you know, years ago, you know, and years ago could have been three years ago, five years ago. This was a get right city. You come to Sacramento, no question. Let's, let's get right. Absolutely. You know, oh, Sacramento's coming to town on a three game, you know, they're on a five game road trip. Oh, I mean, we're penciling that in. That's mm-hmm. a W. Mm-hmm. You can't do that no more. And so, you know what happens is you gear up. You start to look across the, you know, the, across from you and understand, ah, we can't, we, we got to play, you know, we got to be on point here to play the Sacramento Kings. And that's part of it. And so, again, that's when you, this is the steps of becoming good and be, becoming great, you know. And unfortunately, we haven't done that in quite a bit here in Sacramento. And so sometimes, look, patterns could get thrown off. And that's why I continue to keep on saying, if you thought this team bringing, you know, certain people that they've brought in, the Dortes, the JaVale McGee's, guys like that, who I think are some good ball players, but – I mean, if you saw this team from the beginning, there wasn't that big of a drastic change. Right. They weren't the only team that ran it back. No, absolutely not. Uh, There's a handful of – I was looking at that today. A handful of teams in the West, and for some teams it's worked out, and for some teams it hasn't. Absolutely. for the Kings, yeah, it's clear that the the moves they made hoping to improve, none of them really have worked. Uh, You know, Keegan's improved. I think they probably would – we're hoping that he'd be better than he is now. But, look, he had a great game last night, so that's on track. You know, Sasha's been hurt. Duarte, as you said, Duarte last night was just getting a – Jaime Jaquez was like, who's guarding me? Mm-hmm. And he's like salivating. Yeah. You know, they kept it out come out. We have to mop the floor because Jaime Jaquez is uh, salivating. So, um, yeah, those things just just haven't, haven't worked out. And so here you are, standing pat in a conference that's very competitive, and a lot of teams have gotten better, and that's why right now – you're looking up at a lot of them going, man, I hope we can stay out of the play-in. Mm. But we'll see. Yeah, and and but and the, the other part of that, too, is, is the teams that did not run it back, you know, who did 
add some different pieces to the team. Some, As you said, some of them have worked and some of them have not. Unfortunately, a lot of those ones have worked in the, on the West, in the Western Conference, where, you know, and we saw this, some teams kind of went for it all. You know, the James Harden to the Clippers, you see the addition of Bradley Beal to the Phoenix yeah. Suns. Oh, yeah. Like, major, those are big time. Moves. Yes, absolutely. Those are moves of, you know, and we know the Lakers, they're always mixing and matching and, you know, trying to do different things, different things. But I think that's part of the situation, and that's why I said we have to continue to be honest with ourselves. And some people need to, you know, I'm going to be very repetitive. I'm going to be a broken record. As much as we want the expectations of what's going on with the Kings, I'm just I'm here to say, and and you know maybe I haven't said it enough on these airways. I just think this team is flawed, and I also think the expectations coming into the season has dictated us to believe in something a little higher. That it's not there now. Listen, the expectations of wanting effort and holding the feet to the fire, and also as you talked about, Whitey, we got 26, we got 25, 26 games left. And we continue to hear about effort? No, nah, that's a problem. No, like, nah, that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Manny Too Legit says this Heat team should have been beatable, but I feel like Mike Brown really got out coached. Hmm. Uh, he says Mike Brown didn't even want to call timeout when Kevin Love was going off. He kept it rolling till we were down 20 points, which he uh, should have made adjustments earlier at that point. One thing that Mike Brown did, bless him for doing it, but anytime you do it when your team's not playing well, you're going to hear about it. You know, when you say, oh, you know, I probably could have done this. Now that's human, and it, it actually it's something that should be we should appreciate. Yeah, uh, here is Mike Brown talking about how maybe you know maybe uh, the defense that the Kings had success with the zone probably could have gone to that a little sooner than he did. They've won seven of nine. Uh, they went to Milwaukee without their basically the same guys and beat Milwaukee by twenty. Um, so for us. Uh, I just didn't think um, uh, defensively in, until until the last quarter uh, we didn't get it done. Uh, one of the things that uh, we probably could, I probably could have done to help them more was probably go to zone. We played zone in the in the fourth quarter, um, um, and you know our guys were aggressive in the zone. Uh, they did a good job talking, and then they went to man at the right time. So. Uh, maybe I could have helped them more by doing that. Um, but I just thought that uh, um, they outworked us um, throughout most of the game and um, ended up getting a win. You know, when, when fans are already upset, yeah, like, what's going on here? Who's responsible? I think it's the coach. Then the coach says, you know, I could have done that. Fans are going to go, oh, what? He even admits it. You know, I think we can overreact to that. Yeah, could they have gone to zone quicker? Sure. Sure. Is that why they lost the game? That's not why they lost the game. No. They contributed to it. But I'm just saying it's a little too easy to say, Mike Brown got out coached. He admitted it, and that's why they lost, and they need to get rid of him. He is not the problem right now. No, and, and you know, the one thing that we continuously keep on hearing is we got outworked. The effort wasn't there. We didn't we didn't give 100%. We got to be better, you know, with our our physicality. We got to be better. Like these are all the <laughs> the slogans we've been hearing all season, and quite frankly, a lot of last season. Like it popped in my mind, you know, of being person who cut some of the a lot of the sound around here. I edit, edit a lot yeah. of sound. One of the things I continuously hear Mike Brown, Coach Brown, say all the time is, "We need to physicality, physicality." Like that's one of his favorite words. Mm-hmm. Is you know the physicality we lack today. We didn't we didn't bring the physicality. Like it's something that's in his repertoire, and it's something that I believe, as you you read on the uh, the text line, is listen. 
I think fans are tired of hearing that same narrative, you know, that same message. And I understand where fans are coming from, where it's like, listen, I don't want to hear that no more. I don't want to see that no more. I'd rather go out on my wings blazing, understanding that we gave 100%, but at the same time, we just got beaten. I think that's where fans and, you know, a lot of Kings fans, and sometimes we come on here, and I think you started the day with wondering, like, why are we continuously wondering that? Yep, yep. It's a trend that's driving fans crazy, so why won't the Kings acknowledge it? That's next with The Drive, guys, on Sacktown Sports.